everyone remain calm. Back for more, huh? Well, yeah. Ooh, ah, that's how it always starts. But then later there's running and then screaming. Somebody talk to me! What is happening? Welcome to Jurassic World. And now, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Jurassic Park Podcast. <laughs> How long is it going to take for that to spread around the globe? This was all John Hammond's dream. <laughs> Hold on to your butt. <laughs> Seriously? Well, we're back. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 238th episode of the Jurassic Park Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Jost, and we're here to discuss all things Jurassic Park. Somehow it is looking like it's the weekend of June 11th, 1993. Jurassic Park is number one at the box office this weekend. So yeah, it's a a pretty special time here for Jurassic Park fans. With, uh, you know, majority of theaters closed and drive-ins are the uh, pretty much the only option right now. Jurassic Park hit the top of the charts this week, earning $517,000. Uh, across 230 sites, according to Deadline. So it's a pretty big time for a Jurassic Park fan. Number one at the box office. Who would have guessed? Uh, it's now in two, 2020 that 1993's Jurassic Park would be number one uh, for the fourth time in its uh, released history. So that's that's pretty awesome. But in this episode, we have some fun stuff to talk about, and a lot about uh, Jurassic Park itself, but, uh, you know, all the movies, actually. We're going to be talking about a question that I put up on social media uh, recently that, that asked everybody, if you had the chance to visit one set and see a scene filmed in the Jurassic franchise, which scene would it be and why? Um, I think it's a pretty awesome question, and uh, I believe it was something that I picked up from, like, uh, they, like the Oscars Twitter handle or something like that. They they tweeted out like a similar question, and I wanted to focus in on the Jurassic franchise to see exactly which scene you would have loved to have seen filmed. And I think there's a lot of uh, awesome answers out there. So I asked my buddy Ryan Donahoe from the Forcecast. He is uh, one of the main hosts over on that show. I am always on his show. So, you know, I figured let's open up those doors to Ryan to come on and, and talk about some of these amazing scenes. Like I said, there's so many to choose from. I give my answer. He gives his answer. We also stray on like 15 other awesome answers we could have chosen from. Um, but but everybody had some amazing, uh, valid answers. So I hope you guys really, really enjoy this segment. But before we get underway here, I did want to mention the charity drive that we're doing over on our website, JurassicParkPodcast.com. If you click on the, the website, you can actually find like a, a little image on the on the sidebar that actually will take you right to our charity Uh, Jurassic Gives Back. We're going to be giving back money to the Black Lives Matter movement uh, and specifically the the organization Color of Change. Now, it's a a wonderful organization. They're going to be doing a lot of great justice here. And uh, we wanted to help give back. So we put together a few prize packs and the opportunity to join us 
on an episode of the Jurassic Wire with myself and Aaron Beyer in an upcoming uh, edition of that episode uh, or that segment. But we have a bunch of prize packs. We have two specifically right now. There's going to be some more stuff revealed. Uh, so we actually have uh, some really fun stuff. There's there's posters, Jurassic posters. There's uh, Amber Collection, Velociraptor Blue. There's a bunch of Mattel dinosaurs. There's uh, a Primal Pal Blue. There's coins from Fanatic and uh, a fun banner that we're going to be adding into the collection as well from Fanatic. Uh, there's jewelry. There's, there's uh, human figures, dinosaurs. There's so much stuff in these prize packs. Right now we have two. We have other stuff that is sitting behind me that I, I will be revealing soon and more stuff on the way. I am so excited by these prize packs. So all you got to do, guys, is go to our website. We have, like I said, that post up there, and you can donate via PayPal or you can donate via Venmo. We have the Venmo code right there. You can scan that if you want. Um, and if you donate $5 or more uh, to, the, to the charity, you actually will get uh, an entry for the prize packs. So like I said, there are two right now. We will be expanding that as well. So keep your eyes peeled. So there might be three winners at this point. Um, but right now we have two and you can win from those prize packs for $5 or more. Um, if you donate $10 or more, you have that chance, like I said, to join myself and Aaron Byer on the Jurassic Wire who knows what kind of news we're going to be discussing in that episode. I don't know which episode it is, but uh, it will be uh, after this month. So we are ending the contest the end of June. So once June is done, we're going to be picking winners for all of these things. So please go to our website, JurassicParkPodcast.com. Donate money uh, at the links that we have there for you guys. We will be forwarding all the money to Color of Change at the end of this process. Uh, we are so excited to be uh, to, to be collecting donations. We have already uh, amassed some great amounts here. I am very, very excited. And thank you so, so much to everybody that has already donated. You guys are amazingly awesome. I love all of you. I thank you all so much, so much for making this a success and making the Jurassic Park uh, community such an awesome place. I know you guys are all the best anyway. So I, I definitely expected you guys to come through and you definitely did. So thank you so much. And uh, yeah, so uh, definitely go to JurassicParkPodcast.com and search that out. But I know this is a quick intro for you guys. I didn't do all the other ramblings that I usually do. Uh, it's late. Give me a break. But we're going to go ahead and dive into today's segment to find out which set you could have watched with your very own eyes filmed right in front of you. Aren't you supposed to be a genius or something? I can't get Jurassic Park back online without Dennis Dendry. Incorporating all the latest technologies. We shouldn't be here. And there's five dinosaurs. How many Sarahs do you think are on this island? Welcome back, everybody. Today, we're going to be taking a look at a question that I asked over on social media. I wanted to know exactly, um, you know, if you could have visited any set uh, any scene from the Jurassic franchise, which would it be and why? I think there's uh, a ton of valid uh, answers there. There's so many like enormous, immense set pieces with huge animatronics and uh, really cool visuals, jungles, building, like whatever it is. There's really cool stuff out there. Why would you choose that? And I'm really excited to know. But first, I want to introduce my guest for today. We're going to go ahead and tackle these together. It's my buddy Ryan Donahoe from the Forcecast. How's it going, dude? Good, Brad. Thanks for having me on. I'm excited to uh, to be on the Jurassic Park podcast. This is a uh, 
day I've looked forward to for a long time, Brad. <laughs> I, I feel like you've been on before. Am I? I feel. Have we done something together on this show or no? Like, I'm not I was sure. On I know you were stream. on a live. Yeah, you were on a live stream, but yeah. I wasn't sure if there was anything else. <laughs> so welcome. Uh, yeah. No, I'm excited. <laughs> uh, I've uh, I've been a fan of uh, the Jurassic franchise for a long time, and I love this question. Uh, and it's really been been really racking my brain about like. Because every time I'm like, well, there's this set. And then I'm like, but I really always wanted to see this set. And then I think like, well, who's directing? Like, there's just a whole lot of stuff going into this. So I love this question. Yeah. And actually, when I was going through, like, looking at some of the answers, I was kind of like, oh, my gosh, I never thought of it that way. You know, things that you could do, things that you could see. Um, and it's not even just about the major set pieces. Some people were picking things that were a little obscure and a little different than I would have chosen myself. But when I when I read them, I'm like, OK, that's actually kind of a, a cool pick. Um, so I guess I should I should maybe I'll start off with myself. Um, and. It's kind of obvious, and, and this is the conversation I had with you know some uh, contributors before uh, posting the question, and a lot of us were saying, you know, it might actually end up being narrowed down to like one or two options, but like I said, again, I was kind of surprised by how many options people picked, but for me, I think it has to be the the T-Rex breakout. It's kind of like, I feel like lame saying it just because it's so obvious, but it, it has to be like one of the coolest things ever. Uh, seeing that pretty much full animatronic of the T-Rex and you hear all these incredible stories from behind the scenes about like, you know, them filming it and having to wipe it down and, and just all this this crazy stuff because, you know, it was shuddering and, and when it was getting soaked and stuff from all the, the rain and uh, just to see all of these moments in real life would have been really cool. Um, and, you know, in that set particularly, you know, you're in a soundstage, so... It's really replicating the the jungle and everything really well, um, but you also have the vehicles there. You've got the the mud, the rails, the the wall, the fence. You've got everything. It's creating this full, um, you know, uh, hurricane atmosphere out there. And just to see that that animatronic in person, and um, you know, I did have the chance when I went to Jurassic World live tour. Uh, they kind of gave us like a backstage look before the show at the the full-size animatronic t-rex that they have now theirs is full-bodied the entire thing and i was blown away um so i can say like i was just giddy and laughing and thought it was amazing so to be able to see one that you 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 become so familiar with through these movies would be something really cool um so i think that would have to be my pick it's kind of obvious but um i I don't know. There's so many great ones out there, though. So I can't really yeah. say like uh, like some are lesser than this one. But this is just probably my favorite one to pick. What about you? Do you have a, a favorite one? Yeah, that answer is the Empire Strikes Back is my favorite Star Wars answer. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like, you're, yeah. Not you're not wrong. Like that's probably the best one to visit, uh, and I think that's I think it's the most obvious question. But sometimes obvious isn't like wrong. Uh, but, mm-hmm. you know, it's surprising me how much co- it colored my answer at first when I was thinking about the Jurassic Park, you know, river adventure ride at Islands of Adventure, which is probably my favorite theme park ride. And so it's like I really want to go to the OG movies, especially the, the original Jurassic Park. 
so I kept thinking like, well, you know, that anything with, uh, you know, the Raptor, maybe the, uh, the kitchen scene, uh, with the Raptors, um, mm-hmm. you know, I, there was a lot like from the, the original movie that I thought, but then I sort of shifted away. Cause I'm like, well, what if I took the, me going on the original Jurassic Park ride as a kid out of it? And honestly, like the one I couldn't shake, and this is one I think I've told, talked to you about like off air before is the like main street uh, or whatever the version of main street you want to call it from Jurassic world. The, mm-hmm. uh, you know, where Jimmy Buffett kind of double fisted <laughs> there. Um, that yeah. honestly, that sort of main street shops, restaurants leading up to the main hub. Like that's honestly where I would want to go the most because that would make you actually kind of feel like maybe I'm actually in, you know, Jurassic world. Um, of course I'm obsessed with theme parks, so it, that doesn't, uh, that doesn't really hurt, you know, to actually go see like their version of the completed theme park. But I just kept going back to that scene and you kind of see the, uh, behind the scenes where, you know, Chris Pratt, uh, and the kids from Jurassic world, you know, the, the big finale scene there, uh, where they sort of have the fake dinosaur heads, uh, when they were being, you know, chased through that, the gift shop windows exploding, all of that, like sort of set dressing where they were like official merch. Uh, honestly, that, that just attracts me the most. Uh, I really love that film that goes up to, with me for the up against the original Jurassic Park, uh, Jurassic World. I love that film so much uh, that I really think that's where I would want to go while they're filming uh, any scene, you name it, um, that they use that throughout the movie. I, I just thought that that seemed like a really impressive set. And I think that would kind of make me feel like this actually exists in the real world. Yeah. Um, I, I think that's a completely valid choice. And that was probably pretty high on my list as well. And I mean, I don't have like square footage details or anything like that, but I feel like this one, this one here has to be one of the biggest sets that they have for this, this film uh, franchise uh, because you have like pretty much the entire main street and sure, like, you know, not everything is decked out fully. And, and obviously the background wasn't there because they filmed this uh, in six flags, new Orleans in the parking lot. So it's pretty crazy that that was filmed down there. But um it, it gives this legacy to this like destroyed park down in Six Flags, uh, New Orleans from Hurricane Katrina. Um, but yeah, it's it's interesting. And even I think I don't know if you can still see it, but I know for uh, a lot of like aerial shots and stuff like that, even like Google Earth, even you could actually see the layout of Main Street um, in the parking lot still. So it was it was pretty crazy. But um that is, it has to be one of the fullest sets. And like you were saying about that, that scene where they're kind of going in and out of all the, the, um, the, the buildings there and, uh, the, the shops, that is like one of my favorite shots of that movie. And something that I feel like gets severely overlooked, especially when you look at it from like behind the scenes stuff, you get to see them, uh, this like huge, almost, I feel like it's like a 360 camera shot all the way around main street and it's just it's focusing on absolutely Mm -hmm. nothing because there's no dinosaurs battling right there as it's being filmed but as you're watching it it's just a seamless one take it looks like going all the way around um super impressive going in and out of buildings up really high on main street and and i'm always blown away every time i watch that scene um so I, i have to agree that would be a pretty awesome one to see yeah i like i said i i think 
especially if we're going there like as it was actually being filmed at the time i think the energy on that set had to be like one of the most unique energies on any of these movies uh with it bringing the franchise back after like a decade and a half you know this was like colin's uh sort of you know like really big first step into like a big franchise it really has kicked off the new era of jurassic so i, I would have loved to feel the energy on that set uh mm-hmm. while they were filming and you know just thinking about how they brought that part to life uh in that parking lot um you know i that to me was just kind of like you know i thought the energy i think being around the uh the first jurassic park set i think would be interesting with spielberg and sort of wondering how they were going to be able to complete certain shots uh with the like sort of early cgi i think you know that would be an interesting set to be on uh but they didn't know at the time you know what it would become where the pressure on this set had to have been like higher but also more exciting about like all right we're bringing this back to life so i really think the energy on that set probably would have been pretty unique yeah and um yeah for that for that Jurassic World set I mean you have a few different moments which kind of could be amazing in their own rights you know you have the the initial look at Main Street where there's just people going about their normal theme park routine uh which is really cool it's just seeing an active theme park you get to see it looks like thousands of visitors I don't know how many people were there but there were so many people uh in Main Street that just must have been incredible like i don't know how they handled that with so many people there um you also have a moment where uh, everybody's kind of you know hunkered down in in main street because everything's kind of shut down and then the pteranodons and dimorphodons attack so that must have been completely chaotic and that's one of those scenes where i see just the choreography of that and how it all worked and i'm just kind of blown away because there's people running everywhere there's atvs there's like vehicles there's uh, you know, engine sold or not engine, but uh, ACU soldiers and just so much going on. Um, and then, of course, like we were saying, the, uh, the 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 fight scene at the end of the movie too. So, any one of those, I think, are pretty top picks. And just seeing that in person, and uh, you know, kind of comparing it to your original statement about Jurassic Park and the River Adventure, uh, we don't necessarily have this just yet. The the ability to go see this but it's almost here it's getting close i mean hollywood did a a decent job it's kind of small not really the same but um you know maybe out in beijing maybe we'll get something that's similar to this so that way that could be pretty cool to actually kind of walk in those footsteps and and i think that's an interesting thing for for you being a, a you know obviously a huge star wars fan and running a star wars podcast you you actually do get to like kind of live uh you know that kind of adventure and and not necessarily like step into a movie but you you do get to step into like some novels and stuff like that uh going to batu and and you know kind of seeing all that stuff because i uh i think i read um what was it um the thrawn novel was that the third one that took place there a little bit do you remember Yeah, I was like thinking about yeah. that when I'm there in in Galaxy's Edge and in uh, Disney's Hollywood Studios, and so there is a point where you're like kind of connecting that to the full universe, and it's pretty cool to actually like be a part of something that feels like it could be a set. Yeah, that I, I think that's the first time I called in on the mailbag on this show was that like I was wanting to envision what a full 
re- fully realized land for Jurassic would look like. And I do think as somebody who I live in Orlando, so I went to Galaxy's Edge, you know, I've been a, a number of times now. You know, the coolest thing about Galaxy's Edge is just looking up to the left, to the right, and everywhere you look, you're kind of in Star Wars. And that's what I want. I think Jurassic almost lends itself as well, like not maybe not as 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 well as Star Wars, but on the same level for that kind of land. Like I really like uh, the Wizarding World. I really like Harry Potter. Uh, but it it's I, I didn't I didn't really watch Harry Potter and think like, wow, I wish I could go there. Never at least for me, I wasn't a huge Potter <laughs> fan. But I do think that like Jurassic lends itself to a place that you could fully immerse yourself into and that's why i get so bummed out when i go to islands of adventure because i like run to the popcorn cart and i'm like i can't wait to get a popcorn bucket that says jurassic park because i'm supposed to be in like jurassic park orlando and then they hand me just a universal studios basic popcorn bucket and i get mad about it you know that's that i guess that also i guess i didn't think about how that factors into my decision you know i was just watching jurassicworld.com has a uh has a time-lapse video of them building that main street set. And they fully fleshed that out when they put up Margaritaville. I think there was a Ben and Jerry's, uh, you know, that like the, the thought of being able to go there, even if it's in Beijing or whatever, if universal gets smart and does something in the, in the States, like that's, I guess there's something about like being able to actually feel like you're in the park. And I think the, the T-Rex breakout, um, or any of these other like maybe dinosaur fight scenes, I think there's an element of you're actually on a movie set where you know straight ahead are some lights uh, and you're off stage. And in this instance, if I was to come in and sit in on on this Main Street set, I could go get a table at Margaritaville outside, uh, maybe next to Jimmy Buffett, and <laughs> just kind of sit there and chill and watch them film. And everywhere you kind of look it's almost like when I was looking at what this time-lapse video, they made it legitimately since it was outdoors, it was in a contained area. Uh, you know, you'll obviously see cameras and stuff. And I think you yeah. do want to see them filming it and you do want to watch how it happens. But also I think there's an element of like, okay, I actually feel like I'm at Jurassic world. I actually feel like I'm here where, you know, they might build a small corner of a, of the jungle uh, to get a certain shot to flip over the car and it's just like a pickup shot where here it's it's so easy to put the camera anywhere and you're actually in that set so yeah. maybe the the theme park aspect does play into my decision i think it does and i feel like it's kind of uh i've always said this the the, the jurassic lands is kind of like a missed opportunity the way that they've utilized the property because I mean, I don't know if the numbers are there for something like this, but like I feel like it could it could use its own park. Like imagine a full park that, you know, it, it is a theme park. Jurassic is a theme park. Jurassic Park, Jurassic World, whichever one. You could build an entire theme park based off of this and and I think people would would go to it. I think they would pay it. Um you could even do a coupon day or something. Um but people would go there and I think it would be a lot of fun and yeah, so this this main street section uh, really definitely speaks to me as well. But I don't know. What do you think? Should we uh, should we dive into some uh, some people's uh, takes here? Because we got a lot. We got a lot. I don't want to. I want to try to cover as yeah. many as we can. Um, so let's start over here on uh, Twitter. 
So let's see here. Skylar Thompson uh, says, I consider the T-Rex and the rain sequence to be the best scene ever put on film. So definitely that one. But there are probably five or six from each film that would be a dream come true. And that is exactly what we just said pretty much to a T. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, it's just going to be tough. Like, I think you almost have to take that T-Rex and the rain out of it. And then say, okay, what else would you want to see? Because I think anybody, even if you're not like a huge Jurassic fan, I think for the his, that's like a historic film uh, scene. You know, that's like the uh, the Death Star scene in A New Hope, where you can see Obi Wan and Vader facing off in the distance with the Falcon in the in the bay, right? Like that's almost like film history. Where it's like, well, that's film history. That's got to be one of the coolest, uh, you know, effects and in camera stuff they were able to pull off if you think about just the in-camera stuff, uh, you know, so it's like, to me, it's almost like you have to be like, all right, well, well, besides this one. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And one aspect that I feel like I, I may have overlooked as well is the fact that like, you know, once you see this, it, it might ruin the film for you in a way. It might kind of take something away from your experience. So do you go in seeing all the, the flaws in the back end and, and you know, a T-Rex without legs and see that, that shuddering T-Rex in the rain. And uh, do you experience those things and knowing that, you know, maybe it might affect the way that you view that scene? Uh, I don't know. It could be an interesting thought to, uh, to take with you into one of these scenes. Yeah. I mean, I think about that too. Um, I guess the difference is for us, um, you would hope that, you know, we would have, maybe gone back in time and just got to visit. And then, uh, you know, and then like went <laughs> sure. back to normal where you weren't actually on set, you know, like you, it, you weren't, didn't turn back into your, whatever, 1992, whenever they were filming that self, uh, you know, like, so you would at least be like, wow, I get to see how they do that and see it in, up close and sort of like, and then go back to your regular life and be like, well, you know, I still got to experience it on film the first time. Then I got to see how it was done. And then I went back to life like that. That would have to be the scenario <laughs> where instead of like you wander in 1992 onto the set and you're like, wow, look what they're doing here. Um, you know, yeah. but at the same time, I, I do. I do. When you look at it, you do have to wonder how much of that stuff was actually done in camera um, and how impressive the set was that you might actually be impressed, uh, more impressed when you see how much they were able to do on that set. I, I feel like, you know, back then, even things were, were more done in camera. Um, you know, because yeah. this is like kind of like the start of a, a revolution in a way. And, you know, whenever you're watching uh, documentaries or just listening to people talk about their uh, love of film and, and where things came from, like how they learned to do things. I feel like a lot of that centers on Jurassic Park as well. I was even watching the, the Mandalorian uh, behind the scenes and I was wondering, like, I was wondering why they kept bringing up Jurassic Park. But, you know, it's it's right there on the surface. We We keep hearing them say oh, you know, back when we did Jurassic Park, you know, we, we had to learn how to do all these new techniques. And and I think a lot of this was all done in camera, and that's that's really, really impressive. So to be able to step there and at least look at the set from a, a certain angle and know behind you is a lot of, of other stuff. There's tons of people, there's there's cameras, there's other stuff. Um, but in front of you, everything looks legit, and, and that would be pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah, I think that's that's why, like, I don't know... How I was trying to think, of maybe somebody will have, uh, you know, will end up saying it in one of these comments. But I'm like, I don't know 
I guess there's there's an obvious one for Jurassic Park three, but I don't know <laughs> what I'm watching for Jurassic Park three. Maybe the restaurant where they convince Grant to uh, to come <laughs> save their son. Um, you know, I don't like. There's a bunch of cool stuff. You know, actually on the island, but you know, there's so much just about Jurassic Park, like you mentioned about like what it meant to film that you'd want to watch that happen as it happened where, you know, Jurassic Park three, I don't know if there's like a ton outside of like maybe a handful that I'd want to see. Like there's, I think Jurassic Park itself, you told me I get to watch any scene kind of, uh, film then I, I think I would, I would gladly accept that. So I, I don't yeah. know. I, I think sometimes I think the way, what it meant to film almost makes Jurassic park almost unfair because it's like well heck yeah i'd love to go back to the the beginning of it all and and knowing what it does mean so yeah and uh the next two here that we have also do focus in on that that t-rex breakout so maybe i should have struck that from the list but stephen brewer another uh big parks fan as well i actually met him down there as well uh he says uh i think the same day that i i met up with you in uh hollywood studios he says if uh I said, I absolutely want to be on a, the T-Rex breakout set on the road to watch the huge animatronic in action, watching them try to dry it off, seeing those actors do their thing. It's my favorite scene from the franchise, and I'd do anything to see behind the scenes. Uh, Justin Peterson here says, the main road attack in JP, that set piece is so iconic. From the stories about the animatronic getting wet and shaking and other ex- unexpected things, I would love to experience the energy that was on the set as they were breaking new ground to find their footing on the way. So again, like we're, we're covering these topics. Everybody's uh, expressing a lot of the same thoughts and feelings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bob, it's, just, it's just so tough to, to beat any of these. You know, It is. Uh, but here we have a good one. Uh, one that I uh, kind of didn't expect, and it's really like a full, a good, really full set. Um, Bobby here says, Nedry and the Dilophosaurus, zero hesitation. Um, he also says the six triceratops as well. But seeing uh, a follow-up here, seeing the Jeep, Wayne Knight in costume, the animatronic Dilo being operated, seeing the set itself, maybe even toss the stick for fun, uh, <laughs> it would be worth it to be soaked to the bone. Um, yeah, that's actually a really, really cool uh, mention there I, I i think that would be a really great one because it's like this fully encompassed set you have this like hill with rushing water uh you got the jeep up stuck in the mud and up on the hill uh you have like a tunnel off to your left and this this the uh the sign the east dock sign the animatronic there are so many like really iconic moments i think from that individual scene so that's a pretty good pick yeah i mean i think wayne knight in general to watch him uh perform <laughs> Uh, unsung hero of the Jurassic franchise in my mind, but um, you know, I, I think anything. It, I think to me, the answer has to be a fully working animatronic would have to be in the uh, scene that I would pick. Uh, which kind of was there a fully working animatronic in that Jurassic World Main Street set? I don't think so. So no. maybe that that kind of. But maybe if I go to the Jurassic Park movie itself, anything with that uh, with a fully working animatronic to me would have to be sort of on that list. Uh, but also like there was a lot of rain. There's been a lot of rain in <laughs> yeah. the Jurassic franchise. If you think about it, uh, you know, when you go on those, like uh, either the ho- the universal studios, Hollywood studio tour, the old studio tour at, uh, at MGM studios, 
uh, you know, I always love when they're like, this is how we make it rain or have like a huge, uh, you know, like waterfall scene or like a big, you know, water come yeah. rushing down kind of scene. That stuff always fascinated me. So to, to see oh, yeah. how they like, you know, recreate rain would also be like super, super fun to watch. That's actually, you know, I never thought of it because we uh, we do have all those different um, sequences, whether it was like uh, Earthquake, I think, did that right. Um, the Backlot Tour at uh, MGM and obviously the Backlot Tour in, in Hollywood. Um, but, man, imagine like a, a Jurassic Backlot where you get to go through that sequence. And that would be really cool to see all that rushing water and to see them kind of filming that. Or, or even like a great movie ride style uh, you know, run through of that scene would be really cool. I, it it really does make me angry when I think about all the stuff that Universal is not doing with this franchise because it's like <laughs> yeah. the entire idea of the franchise is a theme park. So if yep. you have the rights in the theme park, just do stuff with the theme. Like it does. It it always <laughs> makes me angry when it's like. Yeah. Who, even if you're like the biggest Jurassic fan, who doesn't like dinosaurs? Like, so it's it's so frustrating uh, every time I think about like what they could do. They've got to still. I mean, I don't know how much stuff Spielberg holds on to, but they've got to have some stuff uh, that you would put on a, either a studio tour or a great movie ride style ride where you can take some of this stuff and put it in front of people. Uh, I, I do think there's an audience still for seeing. Uh, real props or real animatronics or real uh, costumes or something. I mean, it is their most profitable franchise, so it's just very strange to me that we're not we're not doing stuff with it. But I think we could go three hours on that topic. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, it is a shame. But uh, <laughs> Tame the Dragon ninety four here says got to be JP three. So here we go. This oh. is a different one. When they were filming the Alan Raptor plane dream scene. So I can tell them how stupid it is and to cut it out of the film or use an animatronic from the first JP instead of the new one. Bravo, Tame the Dragon. I like that answer a lot. <laughs> Alan, man, that's my favorite scene of the entire saga franchise. The entire I, thing. You know what? What is it? You think they that was on, was it, how, how fleshed out do you think that set was? That's what I want to know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm kind of down with it. I I would be fully on board, you know, because he's Tame the Dragon's like, you know, we should cut that out of the film or use an animatronic. So it's kind of like to tell them how to do things. And and sure, that's very easy with our, you know, our lens from 2020 here. Um, our 2020 vision. Is that lame? Eh. Um, but uh, I I would love to find out what happened on the set of this movie from from multiple standpoints, because. You know, there's tons of rewrites and stories about things changing and, you know, this is not what we were supposed to get. And and just to see and to be on that set to find out maybe a little bit more insight and take it back to 2020 if we are time traveling, if that's the case. Or maybe I'm in high school and it's 2000 and uh, I'm trying, you know, maybe this is when they were filming it and it came out in 2001. I don't know what I would do with that information back then, but um, I would love to know, like, what happened uh, on this movie. And even Joe Johnston, like, you know, a huge uh, Star Wars acclaim from back in the day. And, and obviously Captain America, the the Rocketeer, Jumanji, like some really, really great stuff. But I would love to ask him, what happened? <laughs> what happened here? I don't know. Yeah. But uh, honestly, I, mean, that- I, I like JP3. But yeah, I mean, it's 
it when when you get done watching Jurassic Park three, you just kind of wonder like where else could they have gone with a third mm, yeah. uh, movie in the trilogy? Uh, so that's why I said there's not. You know, I think there's one. I I see a lot of this coming up, so I don't want to ruin it. But I think there's one obvious scene to watch from from JP three, and then the rest is kind of like, you know, uh, yeah. Let, let me go and tell you know Joe Johnson to not put this scene in the movie. <laughs> yeah, I think, um, and that's an interesting point of saying like, don't use that uh, raptor that you have. Don't use the new one. Use the old one because Alan wouldn't have any foresight to know that this is what the raptors are going to look like on this island unless uh, some true documentation came from trips out to sorna i i don't know that's the only reasoning i can find to say like that's why he knew what they looked like but yeah use the old jp model that's what i would tell them as well yeah let's see damien here says definitely the opening scene to jurassic park uh for me and it's an intense opening to a film, and it was our first glimpse of a dinosaur and what is to come. That's pretty good. I think that's a pretty good scene. If it has the the raptor pen, right? It has that iconic raptor pen that you do get on the uh, River Adventure, but uh, it's at nighttime and it's very, it's kind of uh, like very dramatic, and, and you don't know what's going to come out of the trees, and then you see this giant crate, and just to hear like. You know, Robert Muldoon just says, shoot her! Like, that would be amazing to see that all that happen right there in front of you. Yeah, as soon as I saw that answer on Twitter, I was like, shoot her! <laughs> oh, yeah. I, uh, I I don't know how, uh, like, I don't know. I, I know J.J. likes, J.J. Abrams likes to shoot in sequence a lot of times. I don't know how Steven does it, if how much of this they shoot in sequence, you know, like this could have been shot two months into production versus day one. But uh, I do want to know what the first scene that they shot was, because this is the first scene that we ever get introduced to in the franchise. But like to be on set that very first day, I think would have been a very fascinating, uh, like kind of experience to see like, all right, this is where it all started. You know, what kind of nerves did they have? What were they thinking if this was going to work that, you know, so definitely the first, because when you go to watch this opening scene, it's important to us because it's the first thing we got to see, but I'd love to go on the first day of shooting of the first movie. That's a good question. Uh, I don't know the answer to that uh, as to what was the first scene. I do have the Jody Duncan, uh, Don Shea book here, uh, the making of and uh, production. Let's see. Monday, August 24th, 1992. They gathered on Kauai for the first three-week leg um so i don't know it doesn't i'm not sure if it says i'm not reading the entire thing while we're sitting here but um yeah that would be a pretty good scene if they did that first because it's kind of like this unsure you know quality like nobody knows and and you would kind of really like get a good sense from those actors because they don't know what they're dealing with almost like don't even tell them what's going to happen just say something's going to happen here just kind of use your cattle prods and just kind of poke if you thought a, a, a huge monster was going to be in here <laughs> that'd be yeah, pretty yeah. fun uh michael pierce here says main street from jurassic world would be an absolute dream followed very closely to the visitor center inside the set from jurassic park some of the most iconic buildings in cinema history uh yeah that's that's very true um i don't think uh no i don't believe the innovation center was fully built or anything. I think it was just the bottom portion of it. 
and obviously I think the rest of it was all CG. Um, but yeah, that, that, that visitor center was pretty legit, like from top to bottom, that thing was pretty awesome. What about the, uh, the DNA screening room? Oh man. I just want that to be real in general. Like I, I, I wish that was like a fully functioning ride. <laughs> that would be a good one to see though. Yeah. I I guess yeah. they I don't think that was like a something added in afterwards the the screen like the footage but uh that's a good question. I don't know. Um anyway, Sil- uh Sylvia here says Jurassic Park during the T-Rex attack on the main road, although it's followed closely by other sets including the kitchen scene. Um uh Erog Jurassic, sorry if I mispronounced that. It says I think the first picture to see them jump and try to dry the T-Rex we're all obsessed with drying a T-Rex animatronic. I find that so funny. That's pretty awesome. We're all like in the same mindset here. We just want to see them wipe down an animatronic to think. We're going to go back to 1993 just to look at a bunch of guys holding some towels. <sighs> we're, we're all strange. Our, my buddy Tom here, Tom Jurassic, says, and very, very like a good answer here. He says, the Jurassic World Dominion set. <laughs> now I was I was kind of thinking mm. in the past, but he's he's throwing it to right now. Uh, well, if you go to the set right now, not much is happening. But uh, yeah, if you uh, go there during whatever big scene is being filmed, that would be pretty cool. And I think uh, yeah, I mean be maybe pre-COVID. Too. Yeah, exactly. Things are going to be a lot different because we just heard all those. Uh, regulations that are going to be put in place about all the screenings and just making sure everybody's safe. So I wonder, and I, I think they did. Um, I don't know if it was a, I, I know Chris Pratt did like a, a giveaway thing for either like a set visit or for the premiere. I think it was probably a set visit. Um, but I wonder if stuff like that will still happen. Like, are they still going to have, uh, you know, people from websites from, you know, collider or slash film or you know sites like that are are these people going to still go out to the set to witness things be filmed that's an interesting question yeah i mean I'd, i would doubt it that's why i said at least you know this time if you went on the dominion set you know you get tackled for getting too close to chris pratt so it's like maybe i'll you know watch from afar but then you would really feel like you're watching a movie set and you're not like immersed because you're probably in like some corner 18 feet away from where they're filming with a mask on that you could barely breathe in and hardly see. And then, you know, they'd be like, all right, that's it. Get out of here. So the dominion, maybe that, that snowy scene that Colin shared, uh, (laughs) pre COVID, maybe I'd like to see the, uh, the excitement and see if Frank Marshall's around so I can ask him, uh, what the next movie is after this. But I don't know about like post COVID. Yeah, post COVID's a, a a strange, strange world. But yeah, pre it's like, oh, we get this one snowy set that we know of. We don't really know much else, but uh, that would definitely be cool. And I I wonder, like, does that still factor in? Like, how how does that how does that still work with whatever's going on now? I don't know. But um, even you know, if that wasn't, imagine if that wasn't used in the final film, if they say, you know, look, Maisie grew up too much. We have to reshoot this or it doesn't fit with our other locations that we're going to shoot. You know, things are not working out because now it's four months later and, you know, things are different. Um, It would be interesting to say, like, I was on set for a scene that was, or you know, a whole sequence that was never used. So that would be pretty cool too. 
Yeah. Uh, new a new contributor here, Dakota Morgan, uh, says the treetop scene with the Brachiosaurus, that amazement and beauty of the dino. That that would be a really cool one to see. Uh, the the Brachiosaurus uh, treetop scene. And one that I've I've been pointing out a lot recently. I'd like to take a look up and see what's up with that cargo net up in the top of that scene. That's always one set that I always wondered how they did it. You know, especially as a kid, I was like, because you actually really believe that they're, you know, way up in the sky. Uh, yeah. You know, that was, that's what was so beautifully done about the first movie, especially was that like, even for 92, you know, we talked about how much was done in camera. You know, it really was it really was a very believable film, uh, you know, in every sense, uh, maybe except for the fact that they brought dinosaurs back, but it, all the <laughs> sets, uh, you know, were very like, you actually felt like this was a real place. And that, that was always yeah. one of the ones that fascinated me for years. Like, you know, how did they do that exact set? Yeah. And that one has like a, a portion where you see this, this change from, the Brachiosaurus, you know, animatronic puppet head, whatever it is, to like a, a CG model. You can actually see it pretty easily in the film. There's like a pretty distinct difference between the two. But yeah, I would I would still love to see that thing and kind of interact with it because there's not a there's not a ton of moments where you get to like lovingly interact with dinosaurs. It's always like you're on the attack. You're kind of scared. But uh, there's a few where it's like you get to lovingly warm up to these things and kind of uh, be friendly with them. So that would have been cool. Uh, let's see here. This one is uh, from uh, Cyan Chakraborty. Uh, sorry if I mispronounced again. Uh, this says, always Jurassic Park 3 because of the realistic dinosaurs, animatronics, and the artificial Isla Sorna jungles they've created. Interesting. Interesting pick. Um, you know, the, uh, the 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 animatronics in that movie were pretty cool. Like, they, they were... They do look like amazing, you know, even better than than before. So, you know, after all those years, they definitely kind of perfected it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I the jungle wasn't as I thought uh, epic to me as the first two, um, but the animatronics I think definitely were impressive. Uh, what do you think? Would you want to be uh, hang gliding from the? Uh, from the top in Jurassic Park 3, you know, kind of get those, uh, those nice views of uh, of Isla Sorna. What do you think? Dude, that would have been a set that, again, I would have said, "What guys, stop. Don't, let's just, let's call it a day. You know, let's go home, uh, not do this, <laughs> not film this. Uh, but again, I would, I would kind of miss out on all these comedic moments that, uh, you know, I have in my life now because of that scene. Uh, I forget what it was, but my son asked me a question today. We're playing outside and, and I was like, no, not yet. Cause like, that's what he does in that scene. And I'm just like, why does he say it like that? What is happening? Um, and it just looks so bad. Like the whole green screen effect that they're using there just looks really, really bad. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, surprisingly a lot of, uh, a lot of love for Jurassic Park three. And this next one, Aaron here says Spino versus Rex and JP three, my jaw would have dropped and never closed. I'm sure to this day it would be stuck in open position. Plus I would have uh, seen the Spino animatronic ripping the Rex's head off. Yikes. Ouch. Um, that would be cool. That's right up your alley though. It, yeah, it, it really is. I, I would love just, and, and I know there's like a bunch of set photos and stuff, uh, from that moment, and I, I even included it in the post, just because, uh, again, the uh, somebody said it before, but the animatronics 
are incredible in this movie. And sure, that Rex is is a repurposed Rex, but the Spinosaurus is one of the most incredible creations ever. That thing is so massive, so huge. And sure, not a lot of it really uh, made it into the film, but uh, still pretty cool nonetheless. Just to be able to say you saw what they were attempting there would be really cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's. I'm a big proponent of animatronics uh, and and practical when it comes to the dinosaurs. So um, you know, at least at least try attempting uh, that fight with uh, practically was would be impressive enough to to check out. So. Yeah, uh, Majungasaurus Productions says the original Rex main road attack. Uh, Alex JC says the Spinosaurus scene. Uh, which could be a whole bunch of scenes. I don't really know which one, but that one that we just said, that was a cool scene. Uh, Jurassic Tweet says Jurassic World Main Street. Uh, ben says so many. This is tricky. You didn't pick one, though. You got to pick one. So it is tricky. That's the point. Um, Will Walker says the long grass scene with the velociraptors in the Lost World. Words cannot express how much I love my tiger boys. <laughs> Uh, Lost World yeah. hasn't got a lot of love. Uh, Surprising, well, yeah. What do you think about like the? Uh, would you like to be in the trailer with Vince Vaughn? I mean, absolutely. I, I, why not, man? I mean, him sitting there chewing his gum, like just wide open mouth, no, no, like regard for anybody next to him listening to him chew. I'd do that all day. How much uh, real stuff was like the San Diego stuff? That's what I want to know. Hmm. Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. San Diego is a real place, uh, so I know that. Um, but outside of that, I know – oh, you know that gas station? Um, people, you know, still say, like, they'll still send me pictures and be like, I live near that gas station where the, the T-Rex knocked the uh, the ball off the, the, the sign and it just rolled away. Like, so stuff like that is really cool. I'd like to be able to, like, say, like, oh, I live near that thing. Or, and actually, speaking of that, I, I – I usually, um, and I haven't been recently, but I, I work out near where they film the movie Signs, and I'm like, you know what? I just one of these days, I'm just gonna go out there and go to like uh, this convenience store, which they they were filming inside. He went to go like pick up like something in a convenience store, and I'm like, I, I just want to go see it, and it's just like a regular old convenience store, so. I don't. Maybe one day I will. I'll, I'll say I was on the set of signs. <laughs> there you go. Um, here is another one from Tom, and it was a genuine answer. He says, um, "I'd love to visit the InGen Worker Village from the Lost World." And he does his little British thing. Whilst, what? Whilst? 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 I don't know how to say that. I love some of the classic locations used in JP. I'm a very, uh, I'm a big fan of abandoned exploration and photography, and the way that set was merged with nature was beautiful. I have to agree there, Tom. Good, good very good pick. Mm. Yeah, um, I think Lost World uh, needs more needs more love. Um, yeah, it does. You you brought up a good point about Jurassic Park three. The fact that like the jungle really wasn't cutting it. It didn't. It kind of looks like they created one set and then another set. Every every like spot where they stop in a jungle just feels like another set piece. It doesn't feel like a real jungle to me. Um, but the Lost World, uh, while it certainly wasn't exactly filmed you know, mostly in a jungle, it was just, you know, 
on Endor, <laughs> so uh, or the Forest Moon. Yeah. Uh, it kind of was like you know filmed there, and it just it looks it has a completely different vibe and style. So it looks it looks and feels real, um, so much more than than Jurassic Park three. So yes, the Lost World uh, definitely needs a lot more love. Yeah. Where did I leave off here? Uh, this is uh, that's I'm going to skip that one. This one says. Doug Peterson says the Spino attack in the water. Crazy, uh, so many crazy elements in that scene. An animatronic partially submerged in water. Fire going all about the place. Winston and his crew mental on that one. And I wish I could have been a fly on the wall for that. I have to agree there, Doug. Uh, if if I was going to pick a Spinosaurus scene, that would probably be the one. There are so many elements. And that is probably a, a pretty huge set um, to have all that stuff going down. It, it would be really amazing to see that filmed. Yeah, I, I agree. The like, it, I guess the elements is an interesting uh, aspect. People keep coming back to whether it's fire, rain. Uh, people really like wet animatronics, um, <laughs> you know. But I do think seeing them try to pull off and kind of watch the you know uh, onset FX person, you know, try to get the fire at the right time, the water, just trying to get the right shot. Uh, yeah. That would be a lot more like, uh, I guess watching the technical side of how they pulled it off much more than kind of being immersive. Uh, but you know, the, I, I've, as a guy who's always been obsessed with, you know, uh, universal Hollywood, MGM studios, that stuff does fascinate me. So I, I'm kind of down to watch, uh, fire and water kind of going off at the same time and trying to get the animatronic to go to the right place at the right time. So yeah, that, I mean, that would be, you know, like you said, a fly on the wall. Yeah. Uh, next up, Cliff Bauman says, easily the first movie, there's nothing like it, had never been animatronics of dinosaurs that looked so lifelike. Uh, they were uh, changing cinema. Uh, the Rex breakout scene, one of the best moments captured on film. Agreed. Uh, Norm here says, although not my favorite film in the series, I would, love, I would have to say uh, The Lab in JP3 with a raptor attack. It captured the wonder of an abandoned lab that the Lost World novel had, and it was creepy and well shot for me. It is one of the best scenes in the franchise, just a little too short. Um, yeah, that would be a really cool one to see, I think. Uh, I would probably rather the lab sequence, or not lab, but the uh, abandoned facility from the Lost World film, but uh, that one's pretty cool too. Yeah, uh, I guess now that the Lost World has gotten some more love, I guess I'm, I'm shocked we haven't got we haven't got a single Fallen Kingdom one yet. Yeah, you're right. And I I, uh, I was wondering, actually, if anybody would pick anything from um, Battle at Big Rock. So that that's an interesting thing we'll have to keep a lookout for. But, yeah, no love for uh, Fallen Kingdom, Battle at Big Rock, um, and barely li- barely anything from Jurassic World. And I think that, you know, with the, with the new films, it's kind of like uh, painting a portrait of, you know, things are a bit different now. Uh, we don't have all of these massive animatronics. For Jurassic World, you only had that that dying Apatosaurus neck and head, and that was it. Mm. Nothing else. Um, Fallen Kingdom, I I don't even know. My brain's at a loss right now. But there was a a few things. I think uh, I don't remember. Uh, wonder, if but- to, wonder, wonder if you have to be on the boat leaving <laughs> the exploding island, and then you have to look uh- back in horror. <laughs> You just you, you have to look back in horror, but there's actually just nothing over there. It's it's absolutely nothing. Um, yeah, but um, I, I kind of understand because a lot of these massive you know animatronics and set pieces are all from the past. Um, who knows what we'll get here with Dominion? But hopefully, there's a chance that 
you know, in the future, if I ask this question, maybe a lot of people would say Dominion. Um, let's see here. I, I don't know if I said this one. Uh, Jurassic Repaint says T-Rex versus Spino. Uh, Mike Tharm here says it's a toss-up between the sick Triceratops or the T-Rex uh, attack from the first film. The uh, Triceratops one is pretty good. I actually think that's a good pick. Um, and And mostly because I feel like it's one of the sets that probably puts you most in the film. Um, you know, because it's just a wide open set. You're literally like in Hawaii, in the jungle, uh, just with a, a massive, you know, sick triceratops right there, fully, you know, right in front of you. And that thing looks so realistic. And to be, to get to sit there and like kind of try to help the thing out or just watch from, you know, obviously we're not really in the film. We're just watching from behind, but just watch them like interact with this thing. I think that would be really awesome because there's not really, I feel like, uh, like we were talking about before other sets, you get to see seams and, and a lot of like other stuff behind the scenes, but this is just, you'll look as far as you want and it's just jungle and, and just a one sick triceratops. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. That's the, that's probably the best wide open scene to pick because like, if you think of, like Fallen Kingdom, the the running away scene where uh, you know they're trapped in the gyrosphere. Uh, you kind of have to pretend like there's a volcano erupting and there are dinosaurs all around you. Where you know, so you not that you would feel stupid, but at the same time, if you're watching, it's just Chris Pratt running, you know, and looking around at nothing. <laughs> uh, yeah. Where yeah. you know, in this instance, it's wide open, but there's uh, you know, like you said, there's an actual dinosaur laying there. Um, and mm-hmm. you sort of can feel like, okay, maybe I'm actually, you know, at Jurassic Park uh, versus, uh, you know, if you're watching a newer film, you know, I think that's why so many older films, like you said, so many older films are getting picked because you have that sort of, you're actually looking at a dinosaur, you know, even if it is an animatronic, that's what fascinated me so much about the Jurassic Park, you know, river adventure was that like, you kind of actually felt like you went there and you saw the animatronic dinosaurs uh, so I think that's a, a selection for so many people because, like I said, if you're at the set for Fallen Kingdom or even Jurassic World, it's like I'm watching Chris Pratt, uh, you know, run away from a tennis ball that they have for reference for later, you know, and it's yeah, like so that's kind of a tough <laughs> choice to make. Uh, you'd have to pick something like the Lockwood Manor uh, or something where you could at least explore uh, the set versus watch people run away from, you know, uh, stand-in puppets or something, you know. Yeah, and we we actually keep talking about the parks as well, like the real Universal parks. And I feel like this this attraction, the River Adventure and everything, it was kind of that step in a different direction for them, you know, because they were used to building, uh, what was the slogan, like step into the movies or something like that. Like you actually got to like be a part of the filming of a lot of this stuff, like to, to kind of be a part of like the behind the scenes. And then this, you know, they build another little park off to the, the side there that really puts you into the action more so than behind the scenes. So this was like a completely step, uh, different step in, in a different direction. I would have liked to have seen that other direction where they're like, you know what, this is behind the scenes of Jurassic Park. That would have been pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, they, they should have committed to something one way or the other. I mean, Hollywood, what's interesting about the Hollywood one was that they actually started making the ride before the movie was even out. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, so that's why I think maybe this... And Spielberg played, like, a huge hand in this particular ride. So that maybe that's why it feels so 
special and connected. Now they've obviously redone Hollywood, but it feels, feels so special and connected to the actual film because, you know, Spielberg played a big role while they were, you know, making the movie, the Hollywood ride was actually being made at the same time. So I don't know. It's, it's, it just, it's unfortunate because I can go visit what's what, uh, amounts to a star Wars set. But as a Jurassic fan, you can kind of go to this like weird, well, we tried, uh, kind of <laughs> set. Uh, so it's like, you know, that's, what's, that's, what's frustrating is we're talking about all this stuff, but I can go see, a spaceship docked on top of a, uh, you know, on top of a spaceport or an X-wing, where it's like the photo ops at Island Adventure, Islands of Adventure. They're cool, but you know, the head pe- peeking out above the the car is kind of like, well, kind of what I'm staring at here. So yeah. it's just kind of unfortunate because I don't know how this we got to theme parks, but <laughs> you know, a lot of these sets, you if they do Beijing right, maybe you can actually feel like you went to a, a movie set. You know? Let's hope so. Um, next up here, Nicole says, uh, the scene in Jurassic Park where you see the T-Rex for the first time. Agreed. Uh, Christopher says when dinosaurs ruled the earth or the stampede in the lost world Two two different picks there. That's, that's pretty good. Um, the, yeah, the dinosaurs ruled the earth thing. I don't know if, the, if there would be much to see there. That'd be interesting. Um, uh, Pocky here says, uh, Spino and the best rap, Raptor pack of the franchise. So for me, JP3 all the way, dude. Um, there you go. Another JP3. I am so shocked right now at all the, the JP3 love. This is crazy. Um, Mr. Dino says the Lost uh, lost World scene, and he uh, put a picture here of uh, two T-Rex uh, ripping apart. Um, uh, what's his name? Um of course, you know, this is what happens when you stay up super late and your brain doesn't work. Um, Eddie Carr. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, w- that would be an interesting one to see because you do have like two T-Rex there. You have a, a trailer, you have a, uh, a Mercedes right there on set. Like there are so many things that that trailer attack sequence would be awesome. Mm. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to think like it's hard because if you pick something almost every one of these is like there are dinosaurs to look at, you know, I'm yeah. still waiting on one that's like main street's the most obvious, like you want to visit it, you know, irrelevant. It's the being a dinosaur being there is irrelevant where almost every other one is, is something related to seeing a dinosaur do something epic because we know, you know, Oh, that was an animatronic or, Oh, that was CGI. Yeah. Uh, Cause you know, uh, you know, like Grant getting out, taking his sunglasses off. It's not actually looking at dinosaurs at that point. Uh, so it's like, well, I could see, you know, Sam Neill take his sunglasses off. But <laughs> if, if I'm going to pick one for Jurassic Park, it's like, well, I'm going to pick, uh, you know, something where, uh, you know, something where it's I'm seeing a dinosaur in action. So it's it, I think yeah. that's where most choices are leaning to. Yeah, I actually, and you said it like a long time ago. The you want to see like the um, the bar sequence from Jurassic Park three, um, that would be kind of cool just to be like a bar patron in the back, just either at the bar or at another booth, like just to see that stuff. You can't hear the conversation, so you don't you don't have a script or anything, and you don't really know what the plot is or who those people are that he's filming with. You just know I know that guy is Alan Grant. Um, I don't know who he's with, and I don't know who those other two people are. <laughs> seems like seems like they're a pretty adventurous couple. I don't know, maybe, <laughs> but yeah, that would be kind of cool. The, you've got the Claire and Owen Fallen Kingdom bar scene. Uh, yeah, you've got 
the rooftop as another rain sequence uh, from Fallen Kingdom. Um, you know, I just like it's tough to not pick a dinosaur or being on uh, Nubar or Sorna, you know, because it's like you want to see the yeah. actual islands, you know, that they were on. So it's it's just like an interesting dynamic where it's like because I think seeing the raptor training area from Jurassic World would be interesting but you wouldn't see any actual dinosaur animatronics it would just i feel like jurassic world has the best like ghosts check out set scenes just to feel immersive like either the Mm -hmm. you know where they discover the jeep uh from jurassic park in jurassic world and they have to somehow they're somehow they're able to you know have the knowledge to restart the jeep and somehow (laughs) it's run uh but seeing that sort of like shed with all that you know jurassic park merch yeah uh would be fascinating but you wouldn't see a dinosaur but i so jurassic world to me seems like the most immersive uh go visit these sets and feel kind of like they're real uh and not necessarily see any cool dinosaurs yeah yeah that's that's kind of the thing and and like i was saying yeah it's either like a a big cardboard prop that looks like a, a dinosaur or like you know like you said a tennis ball on a stick or something so yeah not as not as thrilling for sure but to be a part of like a set like you know you go to that raptor pen and you're like oh my god i can't wait to see some raptors maybe i'll see something maybe they're gonna bring out the animatronics and then you see like three people walk out in like white unitards and and like you know like a, a white raptor headpiece on their head, a, a hat, and it's like oh, that's not what I was expecting. <laughs> okay, yeah, did, did I lose the visit the set contest or did I win? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you probably won. I guess I finished, um, I finished third, so I got the white unitards. Yeah. The, the grand prize went to Main Street. Somehow I ended up over here. <laughs> oh man, uh, MD fourteen. This is the last one uh, here. Uh, from Twitter, it says the OG visitor center slash discovery center has great vibes to it. Agreed. Um, there, there hasn't been a ton of love for that, that building overall, I don't think, but um, yeah, just to kind of see that set in progress would be really cool because it was pretty legit. That first park was legit. Um, it, it would be awesome to see them just like, just to watch all those characters. Those are kind of people kind of just walk up the stairway. That even even you know no dinosaurs like you're saying no dinosaurs in that but just to see that moment happen would be pretty cool yeah um uh, god oh i was gonna say maybe I'm trying to think of non-dinosaur ones that because i don't i mean i think the opening of fallen kingdom seemed really cool i don't know exactly what the set looked like but it definitely uh felt like an og jurassic park scene um the opening of fallen kingdom and then maybe seeing the sort of the jeeps on a track or i guess they weren't i I don't know i guess they were technically jeeps whatever the the other model is called you know seeing those uh those vehicles on the track for the original jurassic park kind of when they are starting to check the place out uh those are two that i would put on my list that don't involve dinosaurs i think yeah it's it is a lot of things and you said like whether it's the island itself or whatever, it's it's the iconography of like that first film specifically that is really alluring to see those those uh, explorers and jeeps in person. Whether it's the visitor center, just to see the architecture, uh, it would be really cool. Just because everything from that movie was super iconic. Um, but yeah, Jurassic World kind of has like a very sterile environment. It's more just concrete and and you know just blues and stuff like that. It's not really not like a you know, 
an amazing set. I mean, it, it is. It's amazing, but it just it doesn't like stand out as something that is super iconic looking. I guess you could say the the Discovery Center or Innovation Center that they do have is pretty iconic, but it, it wasn't there, so you can't really pick that. I guess. Um, but you know, let's move over to our Facebook group. Um, we asked the same question over there. We got a few answers here. Um, JT McGill says the Lost World would have been a uh, would have been a fun set at the right time. Great props, amazing location. I almost just threw up everywhere. Uh, and animatronics and vehicles that were top notch. Uh, so great, really great content from, coming from this podcast. Um, I I have to agree, and it actually just kind of like dawned on me to see that like that Lost World, um, the the San Diego Park like that that miniature prop that they had and I know that was being shared around a lot recently um online that that miniature prop of that San Diego park would have been awesome to see in person yeah uh that's another um I think that's another like cuz that that you got to imagine that miniature set you would hope they didn't destroy it right that's another like hey somebody that would go visit a universal park would probably want to see that thing you know uh, I, I am, I don't know, but I'm sure it's probably destroyed knowing universal and what they actually keep, you know, keep around. Uh, it's not like Disney and, and, and Lucasfilm and all that. They kind of just like, you know, let these things rot. Um, so yeah. And, and, and speaking of like that kind of prop as well, you also have the, the one from Fallen Kingdom, like to see that prop, that, that prop of the original park, that would be really cool too. I would love yeah. to see that. Uh, the second I saw the pictures released of that, I was like, oh, my God, I want it. I want it for my toy collection. I want to put, like, every dinosaur that I own on that thing. It would be amazing. Yeah, they they, really, they did a really good job in Fallen Kingdom of really selling you on the uh, the Lockwood um, connection. Um, you know, mm-hmm. there's there's a lot of props in that film uh, that I would want to uh, to take a look at, see in an exhibit. Uh, you know, have for myself. Uh, you know, whether it be the, uh, I don't know, would you call that thing a cane? Um, yeah, that yeah. that Lockwood had. Yeah, and then the the uh, the miniature set. Um, you know, I think there's a lot. Uh, like I said, Lockwood Manor is an answer that I'm surprised we haven't gotten. But the problem is with modern sets is you don't know. I guess that's a testament to how good CGI is, but you don't really know what like was there what was added what was like fleshed out what wasn't um so it's kind of tough to like pick one and then when you actually see the set you're like oh well you know those those dioramas were actually shot you know that that Maisie was hiding through were actually shot in some soundstage 40 miles away you know like so it's it's tough for me to kind of pick these recent ones because they do such a good job of melding these sets yeah um all right so yeah we're we're still over on the facebook group and this is tim piper our buddy from collect jurassic uh says this is tough there's so many scenes i'd want to visit tie between jurassic park rex paddock and jurassic world main street hey those are the two that we picked here tonight so definitely agree with you oh and i just went backwards and completely lost the page so bear with me just a second as i bring it back up live here here it is um Oh, there the comments go. All right. So the next one is from Stephen Ray Morris. And he said, definitely calling in for this one. And guess what, guys? He didn't call in. So, mm. Stephen, what's going on, man? Why didn't you call? 
there you go. Um, I agree. <laughs> I agree with that. And I'm mad that I didn't have that on hand. So you, you got me covered. I like that. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. <laughs> but he did follow it up and say the high hide in the Lost World would be really fun. So I guess maybe, you know, he didn't call, but he actually left an answer as well. <laughs> so mm-hmm. the high hide in the Lost World, that would be a really cool one to see how that was filmed. I'd like to see that. Yeah. And yeah. sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say the Lost World uh, has gotten more answers as we've gone on, but I do think yeah. there is uh, that's probably the most underrated uh, Jurassic film. So I think any any there's a lot of scenes from there where I don't, I don't there's a lot that I don't think you can kind of go wrong with. Absolutely not, and it, it actually like I I commented under his, and it made me think of the high hide and and all the equipment that they brought to Sorna in that movie, and I think one of like. One of the best scenes to see filmed would be that garage sequence from The Lost World where, you know, Ian is being introduced to uh, Eddie Carr and Nick Van Owen and all that. Like to see them, you know, interact in that that garage where, you know, all these crews are are kind of like building all of these vehicles, uh, building the the trailers and attaching all this amazing equipment to the uh, Mercedes and stuff like that. That would be really cool to see that it's kind of like a toy box in a way, like this massive toy room of all of these amazing things that you love from that movie. See them all in one spot. So I, I definitely, uh, I think like, I think that would be a close second for me would be to see that scene. Yeah. Let's see here. Uh, Ryan uh, here says, I think it would be a tie between the T-Rex breakout and the Velociraptors in the kitchen. There you go. Uh, Charity says the lost world when Sarah is taking photos of the Stegosaurus family, that would have been great to visit if it was a fully animatronics. Uh, instead though, I'd have, have to visit the T-Rex scene from the original film. Yeah. Um, but going back to that, uh, Stegosaurus scene, that would be pretty cool. And I mean, there was a, you know, an animatronic, uh, baby Stegosaurus. So that would be cool to see. And again, you're like in a physical location and everything, everything's legit. Um, that would be pretty cool to see them choreograph that because, you know, there's no stampeding uh, stegosaurs there, but to see that action kind of take place would be really cool. Yeah, again, it just keeps going back to like uh, wanting to see a dinosaur. I think that's that's you know what's funny is you know that sort of central question of is like, do you remember the first time uh, you saw a dinosaur? Which is like that question. I think it's kind of haunting all of our answers because it's like, well, I want to have the time that I first saw a dinosaur, you know, and uh, it's like that feeling that you would capture on set uh, if you could see, um, you know, whether it's a, a baby Stegosaurus or, or the T-Rex keeps getting mentioned. It's just like, you know, it's hard to not want to see a dinosaur because you can go to any major motion picture and see an impressive set. But like what sets apart Jurassic is the the animatronics of the at least the the original three where it's just like I could actually see a dinosaur. And I think that that's that's like sort of coloring almost all of our answers. Yeah. And bringing it back to the um, the theme parks as well, like anytime I'll go to to Universal, I have to go see the Raptor Encounter because I want to see that dinosaur. Like I want to interact with something that feels real. Um, And, you know, just to have that moment there with a with a real dinosaur. Uh, get to have a, a nice interaction with Blue. Stuff like that is really cool and special. To, so to see that like taking place in front of you on a set would be amazing. Um, Aaron here says, 
I'm picking the following partially because I don't think I would want to know much more about the original iconic scenes than what's already out there and the behind the scenes footage and whatnot. Yeah, that's 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 what we were saying before, right? Uh, like you don't want to kind of ruin the magic of the whole thing. Um, she goes on to say, it's also one that scared me as a kid, um, over anything else. I'd love to be there when, uh, or in the lost world for the T-Rex in the backyard eating the dog thing. I think I remember reading it broke into the room, but didn't make it into the movie. Um, but I'm not sure if that was ever confirmed as, as a deleted thing. That scene was one of the, uh, ones that always carried with me. And I imagine all the time, uh, the parents arguing about the nightlight, the kid being excited and nonchalant about the dinosaur in the their backyard there's something safe about suburbia but terrifying to think that uh think about how really not safe you are if a t-rex ever showed up um yeah i i'd agree i don't think i'd be i'd feel very safe if there was just a t-rex in my backyard um yeah eating yeah. my dog that would be horrifying <laughs> yeah i'd love to see that that's what's i guess a good acting performance would be because there's also the moment where uh Maisie is in the same room you know as a dinosaur where to watch the acting of like, how would you act if this was actually in a real situation where you were faced with that situation could be a real fun way to sort of watch the director and actor kind of interact and be like, all right, in this scene, you know, uh, you're the kid and you have to be like all excited that a dinosaur just showed up in your backyard or you have to be Maisie and you have to like really make it the audience believe that you're staring down a dinosaur. (laughs) Yeah, I think the uh, the nightlight thing would be funny just because like, you know, you, you step into that scene for a little bit and it feels like a different movie in a way where it's like, what is this? This kid just having some nightmares. There's parents arguing. You don't know who they are. You have no connection to who they are. But it's just it's funny. N- nonetheless, like I, I still love that sequence. And to see that dinosaur outside the window, oh uh, man, that would be awesome. Um, but that was it from our Facebook group. Uh, let's go over to the official Jurassic World Facebook group. Um, uh, let's see, there's not a ton here, so we'll get through them. Uh, this says, uh, Ben says the original Jurassic Park. Um, and I followed that up cause I was like, you know, anything specific, you just, I would love to just see the, the whole thing, <laughs> the entire <laughs> thing. Um, not, that's not a wrong answer, Ben. Uh, but he did follow that up with the scene where Richard goes, welcome to Jurassic Park. And mm-hmm. I was, I was kind of blown away by that answer because again, like, that's a sequence where if, if you're standing there, you said before, you know, Grant takes off his glasses, but there's nothing. He's not looking at anything. He's he's just looking off into the distance. But then to hear uh, Sir Richard Attenborough say those iconic words, welcome to Jurassic Park. Um, I think that would be an amazing, like, kind of historical thing to witness right there, to kind of hear those words said right in front of you. Until Spielberg's like, well, cut. I wonder if you said it this way. <laughs> and then you'd be like, oh, man. <laughs> and then you realize, you realize he ADR'd it anyway, and you didn't actually hear the real one. So it's <laughs> yeah, just, you can just say, you know, just mouth it. We'll, we'll worry about it later. And you're like, oh, man. Uh, which does, if you think about legendary moments, I guess one, you know, because that's like you think uh, I'd love to see this moment for the sake of like any, like I said, I think anything with Wayne Knight, uh, you know, the, the uh, anything with him. Uh, you know, Barbasol, any sort of like legendary thing, even seeing Sam Jackson tell you to hold on to your butts, you know? Yeah. Uh, I I think something that I would want to see for the legendary moment is the first time the big three were in camera together for Dominion. You know, that's one that I think would, man, you would want to see, you know? Yeah. And 
you know, as far as I know, I don't think that's happened yet. You know, it's so um, who knows what that that looks like now, you know, because they could have had all these plans in place. Like we're going to get film crews and stuff to film a lot of stuff behind the scenes. And, you know, we'll, we'll get all the press out there for that moment specifically to see them interact for the first time. But who knows? Maybe it's going to be like a very, you know, skeleton crew at that moment trying to figure out like we can only have a certain amount of people in there, especially because like, you know, a lot of them are a lot older now. So you don't want them to be at risk. So, man, that that would be an iconic moment to witness. But uh, I don't think it's in the cards for me, at least. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I think there's going to be a shot where Claire and Owen are with the big three and maybe the sort of the blending of the old and the new. Mm hmm. Uh, would want to be Hopefully. where I, you know, or maybe if it's like a Avengers Endgame scene where literally every character that ever existed with, with the way the casting news was, it's a very real shot. Um, you know, some sort of group shot where you're kind of staring at, you know, everybody that's, that's come together um, could be an interesting shot, but I think anything with the big three for dominion is where I would lead toward that movie. I mean, if any of them stepped through, through portals, I would not question it one whatsoever. I'd just be like, okay, I'm here. I'm down with it. It's the um, trend. It's the trend between the episode nine Lando bringing everybody the <laughs> yeah. uh, Avengers assemble. You know, Jurassic can't be left out. So you know, maybe they're staring down uh, a dinosaur army, and all of a sudden uh, Grant and maybe William H Macy come through a portal, um, and then they're like, <sighs> "Dude, we, we just we just got done eating at a restaurant, and uh, William H Macy Macy uh, paid me to come here through this portal." So. Yeah. <laughs> Never know. <laughs> Honestly, like that portal sequence is like my favorite moment from there, and like I, I'm pretty sure that uh, that Lando moment is like your favorite moment from Rise of Skywalker, right? I know you probably yeah. talked about it that a lot. Um, so hopefully this one pays off. You know, they got a yeah. lot to live up to. Uh, next one here is from Spencer, and it says the aviary, uh, aka the birdcage from Jurassic Park Three. That uh, that's another one. Surprisingly, didn't get any love until now. That's uh, that's a really unique one, a uh, pretty innovative one, and and one where you can actually see. I think they're still there. Uh, I think the pieces are some of the pieces are still there from uh, that moment uh, over at the backlot tour in Hollywood. I think they have like at least one of the the walkways. Mm. Yeah, I didn't even think about that scene. Yeah, um, and going back to that that last moment where we were talking about you know, just the dinosaur-less moments. Um, I can't believe this has not been brought up yet. Maybe it will. Um, So maybe I'm jumping the gun. But um, I I realize it might be near top of my list now too, Uh, the the flea circus scene. You know, you get that dining room sequence. Um, It's just extremely quiet set dining room sequence. You have ice cream on the table melting in front of you. You've got John Hammond and Ellie Sattler. That's it. And it's just, you just get to witness the amazing, incredible acting of those two um, across from each other. That would be really like unbeatable in a way. Like, yeah, you can see a dinosaur do some cool action stuff, but to see some real raw acting, some of the best acting you could ever see, um, you could see it right there in that sequence. And, And that would be an amazing pick. Yeah, that, that'll jump up there too. I didn't, yeah, there's a lot of these that when you so like I think you have to almost put like a filter this so it's like, all right, move the T Rex breakout off the table. Okay, now move seeing an animatronic <laughs> off the table, and then like so it's almost like categories like non dinosaur scene, 
non uh you know t-rex breakout scene yeah uh, and that yeah any anything where you're getting uh some of the because i think the performances are underrated in the jurassic franchise because dinosaurs do take so much spotlight mm-hmm. uh so yeah i think especially the first movie a lot of acting performances um you know you know getting in the uh you know uh the near the end of the movie where basically he's telling um he's telling him he's not going to sort of sign off on his park. And he's like, yeah, you know, uh, I think there's a lot of funny moments where you'd want to see like that, you know, honestly, like just to witness that camera push in on Ian Malcolm when his chest is out and he's bleeding on the table, like in the bunker, like how cool would that be just to see that? Cause that's another iconic like image right there that everybody shares and everybody has art of. And you see that massive like statue thing or I don't know what it was that was built out in the UK that yeah, stuff like that, or even the, uh, the Funko pop, you know, that that's like an iconic, iconic image right there to see that created would be really cool. How, how did they come about that pose? Uh, just that, ah, oh, just everything about it is super awesome. Um, yeah. so maybe dinosaur list scenes would be some of the best. Um, and, and yeah. this next one is surprisingly a dinosaur less scene, I believe. Uh, Charles here says, Gentle Giants Petting Zoo. Because Pri- uh, pr- I almost said this backwards. I almost said Chris Cr- Pratt. Uh, Chris Pratt wasn't a part of that scene, but he was nice enough uh, a guy to take a break from surfing to stop by and say hi anyway. Um, and he wasn't visiting that day so much as working. So I guess Charles here worked at the uh, the zoo. Was, was that the uh, – oh, what zoo was that? Was that – san diego or something like that um i forget um but yeah that would be cool to see like to have that like moment where you actually get to see like uh that gentle giants petting zoo while there wasn't really a lot going on there but imagine like dinosaurs roaming around you get to pet them you get to that would be so cool i would like to see that in real life not not necessarily behind the scenes yeah you kind of forget how much of jurassic world is dedicated to making you understand that this is a real working park and like it's really the only chance in the entire franchise we'll probably ever have to see Hammond's uh vision realized uh mm-hmm. up until all hell breaks loose. So that's why I said that. So I think maybe I love Jurassic World so much uh because you kind of get to see uh you know just what a real working Jurassic Park Jurassic World uh would be and it's like this fully realized dream. Uh, because we've seen things go terribly wrong in every single movie. Uh, but Jurassic Park was sort of, hey, I want you to check this out, this unopened park, uh, and sign off on it and see what you think. You know, the la- last two movies of that trilogy, you know, there is no park uh, open or anything like that. And then Fallen Kingdom and Dominion, you know, in Dominion, they're not going to open up. I don't think the movie's going to end with them finally opening up Jurassic Park San Diego. So <laughs> Please, let know, it happen. <laughs> like, so all those scenes that you get in the first half or so of Jurassic World uh, would be yeah. cool to see because it's like the most sort of upbeat, uh, you know, sort of thing. You know, even that control room. I don't know what that control room really looked like in real life, but... You know, that's that's a pretty cool uh, thing to see, sort of them monitoring an open park, which was was pretty neat. So. Yeah. Uh, Samantha Endress here says, definitely Jurassic Park. It would have been amazing to see the working T-Rex animatronic or the sick Triceratops. Two, two really great picks. Uh, Dennis here says, Jurassic World, where Owen, Chris, uh, intervenes to save the zookeeper from the velociraptors during feeding. Yeah, that would have been cool. Because I, I feel like there probably was a lot of 
stunt work involved in that, right? Like you have the guy flying off. Uh, I don't know how much was like actually done, but you see him, you know, land in the cage, and then you see Chris run in there, and and uh, did he roll? Oh no, he rolled out, I believe, right? I think he like rolled out as the the gates were closing. Um, but just to see that action take place, that would be pretty cool. I know, like. Um, paleontologist jack horner was a, a, a part of that set you see him a lot on the the catwalks and stuff so that would have been cool you know you get to see some cool stuff happening right there yeah and i know this was a behind the scenes featurette but that uh more chris pratt stunts that underwater uh gyrosphere breakout scene would have been really fascinating to watch them film yeah um let's go to the next the next thing i actually is going to be over on and there's a lot i think there's a lot over here so i don't think i'm gonna read them all um over on instagram we're already going an hour and 20 minutes um drummer carson says t-rex couple at the trailer uh that's that's definitely a good one. Oh, all right so i gotta read this i guess uh griffin bird press says i would have to pick blues operation from fallen kingdom did i say where where we were this is instagram um and Blue's Operation from Fallen Kingdom. The animatronic was amazing, and almost the whole main cast is there to hang out with. As fun as the rest of the newer movies are, since most everything uh, is CGI, uh, I don't think there uh, would be a lot of scenes other... Oh, man, I can't read, you know? I don't think there are... Nope. I don't think there would be a lot of other scenes. Close runner-up are the Raptors in the Kitchen and the Main Road Attack. So what we learned from that answer was that I can't read. But... Mm. Actually, we got a good one from Fallen Kingdom, which I didn't even, I wasn't even thinking about at all, which you actually do get that animatronic blue on the table as they're trying to perform some surgery on her. Um, and, and everybody's there. That's really cool. And, and it's kind of like an emotional moment, too, to see that connection between human and dinosaur and uh, trying to save a dying dinosaur. That's pretty cool. Yeah, uh, I love that scene. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it it you could def, it definitely translates uh, the animatronic. Uh, I don't think you could have done that scene CG and it felt the same because you would have been like, you know, they're obviously you know touching a pile of towels or something that they would come up with to be a stand-in. So yeah, I mean that's uh, that would be a pretty <laughs> pretty sweet scene to uh, to see. Yeah, yeah, it's something like that where it's such a tight quarters. Like it would be interesting to see how that was filmed uh, because they're. You know, it's supposed to be in the back of a truck, but you know that there's probably like six guys underneath there, like, you know, performing some sort of surgery with their hands to try to get this dinosaur to move, um, to blink the eyes and to move the mouth and the, and the tail and everything. So that would be awesome to see uh, and, and very different, I think. So I'd like to, yeah, and, and the fact that everybody is in one spot would be really cool. Um, there's not really a lot of moments like that that I think you could choose from. So um, let's see here. What else we got? Andalus says Fallen Kingdom because it will change everything. I guess it will. We'll see. Um, another one here. Murky says the T-Rex breakout. Uh, McGee says JP, JP Rotunda, without a doubt, the amount of destruction and suspense. Uh, Pepsi Spinosaurus, the Spino versus T-Rex animatronic fight. Uh, Dakota Gonnet says the T-Rex paddock scene. Um, and AK, I don't know how to read this, says Nedry versus Dilophosaurus. So yeah, a bunch of really great scenes as well. Um, but I want to bring it over to uh, an email here, I think. Uh, yeah, here's an email. 
This is from Ryan, and it says, I would like to have been able to see Jurassic World and Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom sets because I grew up with the original movies and love them, and I have been following this franchise since I was three years old. I love Rexy and Blue, and I called Rexy Big Mama because she was the dominant animal on the island and will always be a bully in uh, since it, when it comes to smaller carnivores. Okay, uh, so Ryan wanted to be able to see something from Jurassic World and Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Um, nothing specific, but maybe something mm-hmm. with Rexy. And that's yeah. a problem with like something with like Fallen Kingdom. I would love to have like to one of my favorite scenes from Fallen Kingdom is the 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 volcano exploding with the Rex in front of it, and you got the gyrosphere and Owen and uh, Carnotaurus under the foot of that T Rex. But that didn't happen. <laughs> There's nothing there. Like it's just Owen, I guess, just standing there, looking, you know, off in the distance where no mountains exploding. So, yeah, that would be kind of lame. But if that was real, if that actually happened, man, that would be cool to see. You know what? One one scene from Fallen Kingdom I don't want to see filmed is when Claire screams that it was all a lie because I feel like I saw it 16 times before <laughs> I even sat down in the theater. Oh, uh, you're so- right. That that one line got on my nerves because it was like, I feel like it was in every TV spot and trailer. And it also kind of like told you what happened in the movie when Claire just screams like it was all a lie. So yep. maybe even though I like the beach, uh, I think maybe that that's a scene that I could sit out. Exactly. I mean, honestly, I'm, you know, I'm at this point where I'm like, should I just sit out all trailers from now on? Because that one, in a way tarnished the experience of seeing the movie for the first time because I, I came away like kind of just like ah, I saw this movie already yeah, it wasn't a lie like, this is exactly what I expected <laughs> like Claire's mad and says it was all a lie so when I'm watching the actual movie and she's talking to this guy about this perfect idea of saving the dinosaurs in my head I'm like but she already told me in every TV spot in trailer <laughs> that it was all a lie so I know yeah. it's all a lie uh, so I probably would just leave the set if I was on the beach. I guess the, the question could also be what scene would you like to like be an extra in and what scene would you like to be like watch it filmed? Because like a scene that I'd like to be an extra in maybe would be the Mosasaurus Jurassic World like SeaWorld audience scene. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Just sort of like pretend like I'm like, oh, man, did you see that Mosasaurus? Just eat that shark. <laughs> you know, it's like. Yeah, popping. it's like I got to, you know, <laughs> it would be kind of boring to watch being filmed because, it, you know, they probably just copy and pasted like one section of the audience and like changed their clothes digitally like four <laughs> times to fill out the entire stadium. But like to kind of sit in these stadium seats and just kind of be like, oh, man, did you see that? It could be fun to like be an extra in. Yeah. But I would not want to watch like offset, you know, just kind of next to Colin. And he's like, all right, now act like, you know, act like you're amazed by the Mosasaurus, you know. So it's it's kind of like a question. It's like, w- would I want to be an extra, or would I want to watch it filmed? And I think that's a that's a different answer every time. Well, let's uh, let's send the question out there and get some responses. You have time. We we could sit here for like three hours while we wait for some responses to come back. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. <laughs> um, but yeah, that is that is a fair point because I feel like we've kind of approached it from like both angles tonight. It's like uh, we're we're kind of like treading on the line of like being a part of the scene, but also like just witnessing it and, and just seeing the craft of everything. Um, but yeah, that, that would be fun just to kind of sit back and, and uh, to, to cheer something on that you don't know is there or, or even see like to react to the T-Rex as it like chomps down on the, the goat when you're in that log and uh, in T-Rex kingdom. Uh, that'd be pretty cool. But yeah, 
Um, oh, and and what was I going to say? Something about Fallen Kingdom. Um, mm, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of hard to think of certain scenes in that one. I think um, the dinosaur auction room scene would be really cool just to kind of see that happen because it was just a visually like a really cool looking set. Um, there's a, a certain sequence where like a lot of stuff is happening when the Stiggy Moloch gets out and just crushes through everybody. And, and you get that like Indiana Jones moment with Owen. There's a lot going down right there. So I think that would be pretty cool. You're not necessarily getting dinosaurs. I mean, I think there was, uh, I believe the animatronic or part of an animatronic Indoraptor was used there, but they actually just kind of removed it and just did their own thing um, in the final product. But to see part of that happen would be really cool. Yeah. Uh, chaos would be a fun thing to witness. And there's plenty of scenes in the franchise of like all hell breaking loose. And that's one, Yeah, uh, you know, we'd probably have to, you know, Colin would yell background and then everyone would start running like crazy. And then you say action <laughs> would be kind of a cool thing to watch. Yeah. So I do have two voicemails here. So let's check out. Uh, this is from our buddy Yaroslav. And he says, let's see. Hey, this is Yaroslav with Yaros428. Uh, um, just respond to the question that was posed uh, about uh, which set would you have liked to have been uh, present for um, in the Jurassic Park franchise. So uh, to make this quick, I do have two answers because I feel like there's any ways you can uh, approach the answer. Uh, my first would be, um, well, first of all, obviously, I think the, the general answers would be like anything involving like the major action set pieces, you know, like the uh, like the T-Rex breakout or the trailer attack or, um, you know, um, I'm blanking, stuff from Jurassic World with maybe the, the uh, Raptor versus Indominus even though there wasn't too much happening there physically, but um, uh, with animatronics, I mean. But anyway, uh, my first answer would be uh, if we're talking about going uh, back in time uh, based on nostalgic reasons, I would say I would like to, uh, I would love to go to the worker village during the, the night scene. Uh, well, it's always in the night scene, but um, <laughs> I guess they shot it all. In the nighttime, I heard something recently in a podcast that they assumed that some shots were done during the day. But anyway, um, I love the Worker Village. I know a lot of people do, and just the atmosphere of that of that set was—it's just uh, probably probably my favorite thing I can recall from the entire Jurassic Park franchise. So I would just love to be kind of immersed in that and kind of look around and you know see an animatronic raptor and so on and so forth. I would love that, but. Uh, in terms of, uh, like going back in time to see, uh, the shooting of, uh, of a scene, uh, for what we know is, uh, you know, popular, uh, knowledge in the fan base, I would like to go, uh, back to see the T-Rex versus Spinosaurus fight just to nice. actually witness if it was gonna, if I knew it was gonna happen, uh, witness the, uh, the, I hate, that it happened, but like it'd be impressive <laughs> to see the T Rex head getting ripped off by the Spanosaurus uh animatronic. And maybe see what else they were trying to shoot for that scene practically and you know, just to you know, I know there's a lot that's uh still kinda um hidden in regards to that the whole shooting uh scene. So 
Uh, yeah, those are my answers. And, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to hear what other people say. You know, I'm assuming a lot of uh, animatronic scenes are going to be the answers. So, thanks. Yep, he uh, hit the nail on the head there. That was a lot of the answers was the animatronic scenes. Um, and as far as that ripping the head off, um, I know that's been shared around a lot as well recently. It's funny because a lot of these things have been shared. Um, I just recently saw... Uh, J.A. Bayona, director of Fallen Kingdom, shared that moment with Blue in the in the the trailer, um, being like the surgery moment. Um, I also saw what did I say before? Um, oh, that uh, Lost World set for the San Diego uh, sequence, and also the one that he just said with the the ripping apart. Like there was this like uh, I think it was maybe like the Stan Winston School account shared like this little. Uh, little miniature model of like the animatronics just kind of ripping the neck piece off or whatever. And that, that would have been really cool to see uh, what they had planned for that. Yeah. Um, Speaking of the uh, Spinosaurus versus T-Rex, you know, and that like right before the whole fight starts, uh, you know, they, they run into what's an obvious animatronic, uh, you know, once Mm -hmm. they kind of discover that carcass or whatever, um, and you know they kind of look up and there's the T-Rex. I believe I think that's the animatronic. Yeah. Uh, you know I would have loved to seen if like if that was filmed where they just sort of filmed their side and they actually weren't looking at anything, or you know as the T-Rex comes up from the like trees where you see his head or her head kind of rise up. Uh, I would have liked to known if like they actually had them staring at the animatronic or not. So that T-Rex versus Spinosaurus scene almost like a minute before the fight actually starts. <laughs> might actually be kind of interesting to see them run away and see like how they did that, how they lifted that head of the T-Rex. That's another moment. It's like, it's strange. It doesn't work for me per se, because I, I don't really love the way that, I don't know, it was just the way it was filmed or something, but the, the T-Rex, when it pulls its head up, it looks so goofy. It, it doesn't, yeah. you know, it's got blood soaked jaw. It should be like kind of menacing and terrifying, but like it just, kind of looks like it's like oh you caught me hey sorry guys and i'm here but like the fact that that's the same animatronic from like the last movie from the lost world where we saw that being used in that movie and it looks impressive and scary and awesome what what happened <laughs> why did it look that way um i don't know but um yeah that would that, that would definitely be one that uh i'd I just wish I could make some some of my own. Maybe if I was like a producer and I just just so happened to be there, I'm like, you know what? Let's change it all. Um, but let's move over to another one here. Uh, this is, I believe, our last thing here from uh, one the one and only Jay Jurassic. What's he have to say? Hey, Brad. Um, What's up? And Jurassic Park Podcast. This is Jay Jurassic calling in. I uh, want to answer your question that you got going on. Um, if we could visit any set of any, any scene of the Jurassic franchise while being filmed, well, which one would it be and why? Well, I have a uh, number one pick, and then I have a runner-up. And both of them have to deal with Tyrannosaurus, of course. Um, first one, I got it. Let me, let me interrupt him there. It's got to be the moment where the Spinosaurus rips off the neck or the head of the, the T-Rex, right, Jay? That's, that's what it is, isn't it? The breakout scene. The T-Rex breakout scene is just monumental. It's iconic, and it is like it's just an iconic scene in cinema history. So just being around that and seeing that that full size T-Rex, basically, just uh, 
they're destroying stuff uh, would be just, I think, right there. I, that's it. I, I'm good. I don't, I don't need to see anything else in my life. <laughs> <laughs> um, and runner-up would have to be the trailer scene from The Lost World. Um, that scene is crazy. Um, seeing two T-Rexes being on set. But if you were on set um, and you weren't directly uh, had to do anything with the dinosaurs, you wouldn't be allowed on that set, actually. If you watch the behind the scenes, uh, Stan Winston, everybody clears everybody out because these things were dangerous. They were huge machines that'll really hurt you if they um, did a wrong move. But yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's really the, the breakout scene is really what I would love to be a part of, um, to see that in action, man. Um, all right, Jay Jurassic out. See you guys. Or Brad. Or wherever this one what? ends up. <laughs> I think I heard your name in there, right? Jay, you said that. Um, yeah, but I agree, man. Good good choices. Um, also, uh, about that uh, that uh, trailer sequence, I'd like to see that, that trailer filmed over the uh, parking garage <laughs> that they kind of transformed to look like the side of a cliff. Uh, that would yeah. be kind of cool as well. Yeah, I like to see how they did the camera effects to make it, you know, seem like it was, you know, tilting a certain way and how they kind of, I think that stuff's always fascinating to me. Um, Yeah, good choices. I think the more I actually think about Jurassic Park 3, though, you know, um, there's a lot of scenes with dinosaurs that might, that might actually be the best movie to see. Dinosaurs, because I'm thinking about we have, no one's mentioned the Spinosaurus attacking the plane uh, and tearing that plane apart, you know, because that was an animatronic and that was like actually a built plane and to watch them freak out, I think would have been a really fun sequence to watch. So I think Jurassic, I think Lost World and Fallen Kingdom didn't get enough love, but I do think Jurassic Park Three might be the best if you want to see dinosaurs in action because of how how developed the animatronics were. But I'm glad somebody said the trailer scene because I don't I think I was the only one to mention it at the beginning. But I don't know where I'm going with this, but <laughs> I, think, I, I just I just think that it speaks to the franchise that there's not really a bad answer uh, that anybody's given. You know? Yeah, that's the thing. Like I, I could kind of defend any one of these picks. Um, so yeah, they they all work, each and every one of them. And if there were more in Fallen Kingdom, I probably would have backed those up as well. Um, I, you know, no slight to Fallen Kingdom. I think there's plenty that I would like to see. And like I said before, nobody even picked uh, Battle at Big Rock. Um, I I went to Ireland uh, a few months after they filmed there uh, because they filmed it in um, this. Uh, I think it was like some sort of like national park or something um, near some castle out there, which I just explained is like anywhere in Ireland. Um, but um, th- I, I I almost made a trip out there, but I'm like, it's a little off of our our trip. And I'm like, I don't know. But that would have been a cool one this, to see. It kind of resembles that Lost World style where it's just redwood trees in a way, just like looks kind of like that. Um, but that would have been a cool one to see, especially because there was some uh, – some uh, animatronic work and stuff like that on there. So that would have been a good one to see. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a short, so it's like, you know, you can't really get a lot out of it. <laughs> There's like, I'd maybe like to see them destroy a camper and that's about it. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was an incredibly 
uh, impressive. Uh, that's a, that's another acting piece where I think the acting really sold that short. Oh yeah. Uh, no one mentioned uh, Camp Crustaceous, so <laughs> you know. I'd like no to yeah. Offense. I'd like to be in a in a room with a bunch of other people as they're just sitting all on their computers trying to make this thing. <laughs> This is another question, I guess. So Does it maybe. exist? Uh, yeah, we'll find out. I mean, the toys exist, right? So something has to be out there, I think. Uh, you know, <laughs> that this does have me thinking, is there a good behind-the-scenes documentary, like an actual full-length documentary on any of the Jurassic films? Yes. Uh, yeah, so back, um, uh, back in the, the old days, you know, a VHS um, – there was like a, an amazing Jurassic Park documentary, a full, it's like it was its own VHS. Um, I think this was the one that was narrated by like James Earl Jones. Um, it was amazing. It was incredible. Um, yeah. And uh, man, I forget if where that came out specifically, but it was awesome. Whether it was attached to Lost World or Jurassic Park, I don't remember. Um, but um, that was awesome. And that's the stuff that you just don't get really anymore. And um you know, maybe there's kind of like a little resurgence of this with, you know, what they're doing with the Mandalorian. They're really documenting that whole process of making that show. Hopefully a lot of things and films and, and TV shows learn from that. Um, you know, we do apparently have a, a live action TV show maybe sometime in the future. So hopefully they kind of take from that and they're like, you know what? We need more content for Peacock. So let's let's make a behind the scenes documentary, too, because I'm just I'm super disappointed with the looks at the the set. And maybe that's part of the problem is like. You know, there's not a ton of great insight into the the set of all these other things outside of like a few eight minute vignettes about like what what they did and you know Chris Pratt laughing and having a good time on set and you know doing some stunts and stuff. But there's really not a lot of meaty stuff when it comes to behind the scenes for these new ones. Yeah, it's just like Universal doesn't want to treat it like it should be, like with mm-hmm. the theme parks behind the scenes. Uh, I think there's never been an indication that uh, fans don't want more, but it's just kind of like, well, you know, just be happy with what you get. So it's just like, you know, as a Star Wars fan and like uh, content creator, just the behind the scenes stuff never ends. Uh, And it's all the way from TV specials from the late 70s, early 80s to full-length documentaries on episode eight episode nine an entire eight episode yeah. mini series about the mandalorian season one and it's like we know all this stuff about jurassic behind the scenes but it's like well there's it's because there's a minute and a half clip on youtube here and you know the behind the scenes on jurassic world dvd had a couple of like you know colin talking about this and it's just like i, I think there has to be some sort of hunger for like a full-length documentary uh, documenting, you know, how these things are done now. Um, so I just, I just think that I, that just had me curious of like, is there something I can watch? Cause there's plenty of good stuff on Jurassic world or Jurassic park, the ride. I watched yeah. a whole documentary about that, but I'm like, yeah. I haven't really seen anything for the movies as much. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to track down the, uh, the old one. It, it was really, really great, but yeah, that's, that's about it. Um, I wish we had more. Um, who knows? Maybe, maybe with the next one, but I doubt it. Um, you know, we we have these making of of books for Jurassic Park and the Lost World, um, and we haven't got anything for the new movies. Like pretty much nothing when it comes to that. What, what you see is a post on Twitter, 
and that's the behind the scenes, which is a little frustrating because that's all you get. Um, but um, I would like a little bit more. We, we we're kind of we've been told that there there's an art book coming um, once this series is wrapped. So after Dominion, we'll you know during the maybe the the I don't know if it'll be the film release or the DVD release. Maybe we'll get a, an art book or something like that. But um, yeah, it's it's a shame that not more has been done behind the scenes with these new movies. But uh, I don't know, maybe maybe sometime in the future. Um, but I I did want to ask you though, like you know, since Star Wars is your bread and butter, what 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 is one scene that you could have seen filmed or would have liked to have seen filmed uh, in that entire franchise? And there's so many options. Yeah, I think mm, the prequels, as much as those are probably. That's probably my favorite trilogy. Uh, the sets, episode one sets were really impressive, but like yeah. the rest of them, uh, you know, a lot of just sort of mix and match between green screen and like this floor was real, but everything else was, you know, green. <laughs> so it's like, can't wait to see you and McGregor jump up and down and, you know, fight a guy in a green uh, bodysuit, you know? So uh, prequels and then the sequels, like the sets were very impressive. But they were almost impressive just because they could. Like some, I think part of the appeal to the old Jurassic movies, uh, especially the first one and the old Star Wars movies, was that they weren't building these impressive sets just because they could. It was out of necessity. They literally couldn't fill out these sets unless they built them. Yeah. Uh, whereas like the sequel movies for Star Wars, like J.J. especially and Ryan, were just like, let's just build these massive sets just because we can. So it's like, although they're impressive, it's like you technically could have built this all digitally and we wouldn't have had any idea whether it was real or not. Yeah. So I think yeah. about the originals and like, I think one from each, like my, the answer is Echo Base. That's the, to me, that's the most impressive on Hoth where you have the full Falcon where Chewie and Han are on top of it. Uh, the hallways, um, you know, just a big hangar with all the ships, uh, sort of the beginning of Empire at Echo Base mm-hmm. in, in Norway. Well, the the set inside wasn't in Norway, but uh, just that was that to me was like one of the most impressive sets ever built. I was just watching Empire the other day, and it still just feels like they've actually built a real rebel base. Um, close second is Dagobah. I think that is an incredibly impressive set. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think it's either those two from Empire. I think the obvious answer is go to the homestead in Tunisia when they're yeah. filming uh, episode four, you know, A New Hope. Um, but that's like the T-Rex breakout scene. Where it's <laughs> yeah. like, you'll take that off the off the thing. And to me, if I'm going to go to a Star Wars set, it's going to be like Galaxy's Edge where I'm immersed. So I think seeing a full-size Falcon... Uh, seeing X wings and seeing sort of this this base Echo base, I think Echo base wins it for me. I think. Yeah, yeah, that would be pretty cool. I I kind of was thinking maybe like like just to get a glimpse of like the Ewok village and stuff like that. That would be pretty cool. Or anything filmed, uh, you know, in the the redwoods would be really cool to see that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, of course the homestead. It's it's kind of iconic. You know, you can't really deny wanting to see that. Um, but yeah, and it made me think about, you know, what's happening now with like the Mandalorian and like, it's like, yeah, you can go see that happen. And, and it would be a completely different experience, you know, because, uh, you get to see the volume, right? Like that's the name of like that whole experience. And 
and it's a different experience. It's like you're seeing something brand new and and super creative and and kind of mind blowing to see how that actually works. Um, and, and it might not be the most uh, like believable set, almost because like if you watch the behind the scenes stuff, you see that the screen is not really it's something that you can just like watch and and believe because there's a lot of like uh you know just swipes and weird you know blending of footage because of the camera movement movements and all that stuff so it's kind of a weird thing to witness i would think in person but still at the same time it's a pretty cool spectacle um so yeah that that's that's got to be a really interesting one i think we were all kind of blown away when we realized that was all like a screen so that's awesome yeah and that's why the sequel sets wouldn't impress me as much because, like I said, like the Mandalorian proved you could make a realistic-looking set without it. So you're only building these massive sets just so you could sort of like say kind of throwback. Like I built this set because I wanted to, to I wanted to when you didn't necessarily have to. <laughs> where when you yeah. go visit the original trilogy sets, it's like they built these impressive sets because they had no other choice, and that's almost like like. I think the two obvious answers are the homestead and the cantina uh to watch oh, yeah. them film yeah. those scenes um it's just the most obvious but yeah i think uh the mandalorian would be interesting to watch technologically wise um so that's i mean we could probably do a whole nother podcast about <laughs> you know but, yeah yeah that's absolutely true um the uh cantina one uh, i saw a picture floating around recently and it's just like you you want to imagine the most low budget film filming you've ever seen in your life picture something way lower than that and that's like how some of that was shot and it's like oh my god it's shockingly low budget looking um so yeah you're not really necessarily getting that full experience uh in some of those sequences yeah but yeah uh, I guess that about wraps it up. It's uh, almost two hours there. Sorry for that, everybody. Um, but yeah, that was uh, that was fun. I, I actually uh, enjoyed getting those uh, unique insights uh, to what people like because, like we said, we, we kind of expected a lot of the same. But there was there was actually some good stuff, and I think surprisingly a real love for Jurassic Park three, which is not always something you hear whenever you're talking about Jurassic Park three. It's always like something like a dig at it or, or somebody complaining about something or whatever. Um, but it's nice to actually hear that, like going to that set would have been really, really impressive. So I'm happy that uh, we were able to let you all know that people really dig that one. Um, so Ryan, uh, tell me what do you got going on? Where can everybody uh, track you down online? What's going on with the show? All that good stuff. So we're a once a week uh, Star Wars podcast uh, talking, you know, about a bunch of different stuff, sometimes news, sometimes interviews. Um, You know, we just like to keep it fun. We do a mailbag episode like Brad does. Um, So, you know, it's it's a lot of just fun, positive Star Wars talk. It's not really about what we don't like. It's not really about fandom fights. Uh, easiest place to go to that'll take you to a catch-all uh, would be our website, forcecast.net. Uh, you know, from there, you can find our Twitter, Facebook feeds, uh, latest episodes. Latest episode came out last week. Uh, we had Ahmed Best from uh, from Jedi Temple Challenge, and of course, he was Jar Jar Binks in the prequels. We had him on uh, to talk about that new game show. So, you know, we just like to try to keep it fun, and, and uh, <laughs> Brad, you've appeared on the show Many, many times. So if you want more Brad, uh, just kind of search Brad Joe's Forcecast and there's plenty to choose from. So, (laughs) 
Sure. Yeah. I mean, you know, you got Ahmed Best on there, but do it. Do what you can and look for me, uh, because yeah, um, definitely. Thank That's you. awesome, man. I'm, I'm, I have not gotten a chance to listen to that one yet, but I am. I'm very excited. Uh, yeah. So he's awesome. I I love. I actually, you know, I checked out that show and I was like instantly hooked. I think it's a lot of fun. It looks great. Um, and I I was actually watching uh, on like Pluto TV. They have Legends of the Hidden Temple, and I was like, oh my god. You know, just the parallels are awesome. I love those. I love both those things. Yeah, yeah, it's a really awesome show, and it was a really fun interview. So yeah, if you're, uh, that's what's good about Star Wars fans. Sometimes we complain, but we we eat good compared to this <laughs> fandom. Unfortunately, yeah, we have like kids' game shows that basically are on the level of Legends of the Hidden Temple, and you guys are just like hoping for an animated show to actually exist, like they say it does. So. <laughs> We just have so many fingers crossed at this point that things actually happen. So yeah, it uh, maybe one day we'll reach that status, but uh, it's not very likely. But uh, thank you for joining me uh, here today to uh, take a look at all these uh, responses. And uh, what do you say we get out of here? Yeah, thanks for having me. And uh, you know, I I think there's a lot of good uh, choices, and I think that speaks a lot about the Jurassic franchise that you'd want to see. You know. Do you remember the first time you, you you saw a dinosaur? And I think a lot of us want to go back to that and, and see a dinosaur. So yeah, that's true. And uh, Universal, uh, I'll wear a mask. I'll I'll use hand sanitizer if you know whatever, you know, whatever it is. Um, I'll go to the Dominion set if if that's what you know if that's what you want. Uh, I'll be there. So uh, let me check my email. I'll see if there's an invite. Uh, all right. So let's get out of here. Thanks, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to the 238th episode of the Jurassic Park Podcast. Thank you so much to Ryan for joining me in today's segment. I I considered doing this one on my own, but then I was like, you know what? This is just me reading things, and I I wanted somebody to bounce it off of. And I know Ryan uh, is a very professional individual who knows how to handle things being bounced off of him. Is that did that sound right? I don't know. But <laughs> anyway, I always enjoy talking with Ryan. So I hope you guys enjoyed that as well. Um, and please go check out the Forcecast. It's an awesome Star Wars show. If you're a Star Wars fan, I think you'll dig that one. And guess what? I'm on it sometimes, as well as people like Ahmed Best. So <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know what is life. Um, but also, uh, you know, please go go to our website, JurassicParkPodcast.com. And uh, click on the Jurassic Gives Back image to bring you to the article where you can find uh, the links to donate to Color of Change. We will be collecting all these donations and sending them straight to Color of Change at the end of the month. And we want you guys to win some awesome prize packs while doing so. So please go check that out to win some awesome Mattel stuff, fanatic Jurassic stuff. There's all kinds of amazing Jurassic stuff and we're adding even more and also the chance to, to even the best prize out there to come and join us on the Jurassic Park podcast, myself and Aaron Beyer. That was very like, I, I was kidding. That was sarcasm, but it will be pretty cool. I think right i mean i i think so but i mean that's up for you to decide but uh please go donate some money join us on the show win some prize packs there's all kinds of cool stuff jurassicparkpodcast.com and uh yeah that about wraps it up guys so i hope you enjoyed this episode and i'm gonna go ahead and hand it off to myself for the outro take it away let's get this movable feast underway please give us a follow on twitter at jurassic park pod 
and myself at Brad Jost. Also on Facebook and Instagram at Jurassic Park Podcast. Don't forget to join the Jurassic Park Podcast group on Facebook. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube, our website, or wherever else podcasts are found. So please be sure to subscribe. Also, don't miss our toy hunts and reviews, in-depth bonus content, live streams, gameplay, events and theme park coverage, and so much more on our YouTube channel. If you haven't already, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We will read your reviews at the end of every episode, so please be sure to spare no expense. Don't miss us on the web at JurassicParkPodcast.com, where you'll find today's episode show notes, wonderful articles, bios from our contributors, and so much more. If you want to get a hold of us, you can fill out the contact form on our website or email us, JurassicParkPod at gmail.com. We're always looking for new segments, contributors, mailbag submissions, or anybody who just wants to say hello. Feel free to call our voicemail line at any time to leave us a message. That number is 732-825-7763. Thanks for listening, and enjoy! Five minutes. Drop what you're doing and leave now.